if i have to put period piece comedy the first thing that comes to mind is favorite <laughs> yes favorite which yes. like if you haven't seen you should see yes it's fine i haven't seen half the stuff you all talk about all the time and i'm like oh my god but you I mean? but you stop us then and then tell us that you then tell us that it. we are sounding like assholes and we will stop yeah and we like will that. stop yeah Yeah. I know it's very hard to do because my default gear is asshole, but it's fine. चलेगा. ठीक है सर. Well, हम all of us have attuned ourselves to assholery. Assholery, yes. Assholery. Yes, assholery. Ah, uh, which is fine. Which I think a lot of people from our podcast have also. I think will our listeners. The, will this go in the record? Like, oh, this yes, is these are about. all recording. Uh huh. The, yes. our listeners are also aware of i think or my, into, listeners are aware of my say, eccentricities i was about to say into as assholery which is which is not going to go into the which process. is not going to go very well yes, yes. jadu mantar jadu mantar jadu mantar Going into the future. You talking to me? They always be the closing. The queen is dead. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to today's podcast. If uh, the previous part of the podcast uh, somehow stays in. <laughs> the main recording i think it's an awkward moment for all of us but i will make sure to edit around it but uh, welcome to today's uh, amazing podcast uh, initiated by uh, bomb our missing guest yes. yes our missing guest who's uh, who can't record so essentially he planned this topic out we followed his lead and then he himself disappeared is this some sort of sick uh, like Joke no, no, he is sounding like he is sounding like the leader in a school project. Who basically takes the assignment, gives it to all the people working under him, and then doesn't do anything. And then he then he starts. <laughs> But he did the homework, work. I think. But he just didn't join, which is like whatever. Anyways, we have as you have heard his voice, Avartya, with joining us. Uh, yes. And we. I'm have... so sorry. I'm so sorry for the people who are actually thinking somebody else will join because no, no, I... we have other person also joining. Yes, so. yes. Yeah. Amartya, you take us. Amartya and me are there for most of the stuff. When we yes. are not there, we should basically ghanti <laughs> deke tell people that we are not there. Yes, yes. But uh, we have Shilika also who joined us last time for the Wes Anderson episode, which went swimmingly well. And that's not sarcastic. That's actually like you know it went really well. Surprisingly, uh, that's not sarcastic. Hello, hello everyone. Yeah. I... Yes. Uh, and I, I Shilika, hope... yes. So, go I ahead. Hope... Sorry. <laughs> no, no. You continue. No, no, no! You say, you say. I'll to. I I will just add one more line. Like I hope all of you are doing well. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh yeah, we are recording after India's loss, so I'm sure everyone's doing well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dhruv's elation is because he hasn't watched the match. My ambivalence is because I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, and Shrilika is upset, so you get like the spectrum of you know. No, yeah, I'm not upset. One. I also don't care because I'm a football fan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm into <fine>. football. <laughs> Fine. So, so you get three non-caring people then here, which is fine and perfect for our episode today, which is actually well, it's somewhat perfect. Anyways, uh, we are talking today 
about serial killer obsessions or sort of serial killer obsessed movies in in some senses uh so the movies we've chosen and it sort of leads into whatever last topic we discussed about the killer right the um the david fincher film wow i've forgotten swiftly about that uh <laughs> as we all should <laughs> okay uh this episode will not have any of this slander huh? we all like all the movies in this uh so david fincher's two films which uh, are fairly most popular ones like i i think social network might be the yeah. most popular right mm-hmm. and then after that i think it comes to seven uh, sir seven sorry uh which uh, is 1995 and sort of made a lot of money i if i recall correctly yes uh, and it's I written by i think it made this... a decent amount of money but it like the cult following of it career. is uh, yeah. one of his cult films uh, like yeah. one of his most yeah popular. and it's written by the same person who wrote the killer Yes. Uh, yeah. Andrew Kevin Walker. Yes. Doesn't yes. really doesn't really show a good track record, but okay, let's go with that. Uh, yes, yes. So I just wanted to for you to sort of uh, do this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> insult essentially. But anyways, the first film we are going to be discussing is Seven by uh, David Fincher, uh, and the second film we are going to discuss is also a David Fincher film, which is uh, Zodiac oh. by him. Both of them are serial killer sort of you know obsessed films in some senses from different viewpoints. in many ways and i think the one film which was specifically suggested to us by bong uh, who's not here is red rooms uh, this is by pascal plante and it's available for everyone to watch online uh, figure it out at your own peril but yeah yes it's 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 there online where you know where to find yes. but we but we will be discussing it all in spoilers i think right but we'll yeah. what we'll do is first we'll discuss the fincher films i think because they set the stage well in many senses of some of uh, the starting points in in many ways of this sort of you know serial killer obsessed film like why are why are we obsessed uh, in general like people i think more than anything else with the serial killer genre why are we so fascinated by digging up mysteries uh even in places where there actually might not end up being any which is something we'll talk about in the case of zodiac i think uh but uh seven guys oh, no actually not seven guys first tell me guys do you guys have you what is your relationship with this sort of you know true crime uh serial killerish sort of genre which i think is fairly popular both in terms of i think gay no not even in terms of games podcasts and films i feel all all of them are sort of you know populated by this uh, type of film uh, or uh, story or concept so yeah amartya you can start first and then i'll uh, go to i mean do i have to start i just had dinner i'm just a shilika please easy. start then yes all right so i mm. i feel like uh, this kind of show or whatever genre i can yeah. i can tell both ways it doesn't make a difference yes yeah. it's okay so this kind of genre i feel it keeps for me personally mm-hmm. if i say it keeps me engaged like mm-hmm. uh, it kinds of holds my attention span like yeah. keeping me always intriguing me at times like what is happening yeah. like keeping me sticking to the plot or very much i'm paying a lot of attention whenever it comes to this kind of job because i've tried like act- actively yeah. like asking you to be the investigator also yes, in many senses yes, yes. right yeah it's yeah. like reading an agatha christie uh, novel or yeah. reading a sherlock holmes uh, novel you also become a participant who yes. kind of uh, detectives who are trying to unearth the mystery or to find the killer 
Yeah. So for me, it becomes very, uh, you know, I have to devote a lot of attention. I have to watch each of the frames, what is yeah. going on, if there is any kind of symbolism and everything. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a lot of time consuming. It gets yes, exhausting yes. at some point also. Yeah. No, so I wanted to ask actually, what do you guys think of, or at least this is something I've thought of a lot in relation to this type of uh, film or, or whatever, podcast game, whatever. What is your sort of take on the gratuitousness of some of this material? Like, is it easy for you guys to see it on screen when it's portrayed? Or is it something that you recoil from? Or is it the reason you see this in many ways? Like a lot of, like, you know, there's there's a whole section of the audience which goes to see a lot of films for shock value. My relationship with this sort of narrative with, you know, I, I don't know, I, I am always seeking films which sort of, have a way of working around the exploitative edge some of these things can have. And I think the three films we talk about sort of are very interesting to look at in how they navigate the murders and how they sort of, you know, dabble in that sort of exploitative, not exploitative space. So like, what do you, what do you think of it? Do you, uh, is that something that sort of bothers you or is it just sort of me being a snowflake, which I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, for uh, me and whenever I'm watching, it's like I am a person who always uh, likes riddles or likes solving mm -hmm. while watching mm -hmm. a film. So that's why, uh, like, if everyone knows, like, the new wave or Italian new realist director, like Michelangelo Antonioni, if you mm -hmm. if you all watch, so it's totally different from yeah. the show we are talking about. But his films have these characteristic of keeping things mysterious. Yeah. And keeping it open-ended. Most of his films, if any yeah. one of you have watched, if any of our listeners have watched, they must relate. And you I must have watched. be relating. You must be relating. Yes. So it's so head banging. So 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 yeah, so you might be agreeing. I like the mystery that he keeps in his films. Yeah. And because of this, I like this kind of it's not exactly mysterious. Some of it is there. Like mm -hmm. especially when we are coming to red rooms, it's a lot, lot of things which is not kind of unexplained, remains unexplained. Yes. So yeah. I kind of very much well connect because there are yeah. several interpretations. Sure. It's like reading, it's like, uh, you know, when reading, when you, several people read a book, it becomes yeah. uh, several different versions of the same book. Yeah. So the film also becomes several different versions. So I like yeah. engaging uh, it with, you know. It's interesting that you say that because we'll get to Sir Seven, which is not that I feel like, which is not like yeah. that open, uh, you know, no, it doesn't, I think it's very tightly written and directed in many senses. Yeah, but there, there uh, are many things which are symbolic in the film. If you yes, see the yes. frames and everything. So I like it because of that. Yeah. Got it. So, got it. Yeah. Amartya, sir, I hope you're, you have pachowed your khana by now. I think yes. so. I think so too. That's all. Yes. Question yeah. kya tha? A basic. Uh, Shilika is uh, drunk water at this moment and is spitting out the yes. water uh, because yeah. Avartya has timed this to perfection essentially. Yeah. Uh, the question is, I think generally what's your sort of uh, relation with the relationship with these sort of movies or podcasts or, you know, true crime as a thing and sort of the has it changed in some ways if, when you've watched a lot of it or not? Is it sort of, you know, similar? I to mean, you? I mean, the reason why most people started watching the serial killer genre of movies as a whole, mm. I don't think they started watching the serial killer aspect of it, rather the investigative aspect of it. That's sure. what they tried watching. And to be honest, like there have been lots of influences, imitators of Seven, 
the mm-hmm. genre itself became a kind of like an overflow overflow still is i feel no still is yes it still is going on in the market i mm-hmm. think i think uh, like many regional markets itself in india as well as well as around the world and everything this is a genre which is like it which has still got untapped potential because mm-hmm. many people started watching it because from the investigative standpoint as to how the investigators would solve this problem and destroy these people yeah. that that was the one thing that start that was the one thing that would you know allow these people to enter in this genre yeah but then the other side of it is exploration of the psyche of the serial killer yes. or with and to a certain degree profiling them now this type of a version of uh, movie watching it could come from two ways either it could come from a fact that you are genuinely interested or it could come from the fact that you are following the perspective of this killer only for the shock value mm-hmm. i think one of those movies which straddles that line is uh, henry i think portrait of a serial killer i don't think it straddles i think it goes <laughs> like it's... yeah yeah more or less it's like it uh, this is it's henry a 1980s of... yes. henry portrait of a serial killer it's a 1986 yes. movie it's yeah to put it mildly it's uh, it's almost like a snuff film it's yeah. it's pretty hard to watch yeah. it's pretty no, well it's, done it's but it's properly going watch. going for you know yeah. following the guy but i mean they in that it achieves something or doesn't for some people like it depends on whatever but yeah what you're saying is totally i think spot on about that being close to a snuff film compared to yeah. what we are watching i think has much more quoted more refined morals. it's a refined and yeah. sleek version of what we are actually watching yeah. or if you want to watch a much more refined version as done earlier not not finchers version but done earlier you could do worse than peeping tom i think yes Paul this is michael Burgess. i think Paul only michael power only michael uh, power yeah uh, not press that's the time they yeah yeah michael power's peeping tom which uh, genuinely is a fantastic film mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i think one of the reasons the serial killer psyche is very much you know enticing to people because i think that people or human beings they like structure mm. but they also like entropy yeah. they like structure in their own life they yeah. like to follow a rigid structure but mm-hmm. they also like entropy because it is enticing to them so yeah. when a when an individual does something like killing people mm. they view it as entropy because killing somebody is still something that is against the norm okay yes yeah but yeah. when but the whole point of a serial killer is a serial killer kills it because there is a pattern pattern mm-hmm. so in an entropy situation when you suddenly put a pattern into it you are already mm. mixing two things mm. so people are confused they want to figure out why are you doing this yes interesting majority of a majority of the mm. time people majority of the time all these serial killers majority of the time you will find that these serial killers have a pattern mm. and these serial killers have a motivation it mm-hmm. also becomes dangerous to a certain extent by watching so many of these movies people will have a set thought process as to what would make yes uh, yes any person yes. become a serial killer you know and desensitization also and desensitization desensitization so the tricky part is that you know you can watch these movies and you can watch all of it but you can't you know take it as gospel that what that of course anybody mm. anybody yeah. who has a traumatic background or you know anybody yes. who has seen seen death in a war zone mm-hmm. 
will suddenly one day snap and become a serial killer that make an archetype of yes, uh, yes. The, but there is there are but definitely there is, but uh-huh. there are definitely but there, archetypes but there are definitely archetypes and people judge also on the basis of that so coming to even the finchers lead is the killer so mm-hmm. why people don't like it because it's not typically the way uh, typical of the films which fincher made before it's different i know matthew will disagree I, I mean, know. I might also disagree a little bit, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I can no. kind of get what you're. I think it's the slight normalization of that. You know, character. I don't. You know, I didn't dislike the fact that he tried to normalize it and make it mm. more modern. Because in a world where everything is blase, a serial mm. killer would always all. Uh, sorry, not a serial killer. An assassin would also mm. be kind of blase only. Like yeah, yeah, okay, I have to kill this like guy. A... Okay, fine. So. that is fine because that entire that entire you know disregard for everything is kind of a typical well, typical version for anybody well the performance of disregard i feel yeah, yeah the performative yeah. disregard I, i felt it's kind of also reflecting back on his own words i felt it's kind of the director also speaking ha ah, the yeah, director yes, auto fiction Yes, yeah, no. yeah, I think people are making I, too much of that. By the way, I yes. also think so, but yeah. I I understand yeah. what you. <laughs> I'm no, no, sorry, Utna bhi depth nahi hai movie mein. Just I know, I know, hmm. I know. It's even I don't like it much, but that's hmm. one aspect which I like. That's what I share. Yeah, yeah, fair a, enough. As a as a fair whole, enough. I don't don't hmm. like it that much. I think I think from a serial killer perspective, if we want to do that, I think mm-hmm. like Fincher made seven. Fincher made Zodiac. Mm. I think the Longer. ultimate, yeah. I think the ultimate zenith mm. of his, you know, statement on serial killer. I think he made it. I think on Mind Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Even even the Mind Hunter one, we see the reputation in Zodiac. We see each, uh, uh, like there's this Charles uh, Ramson or Samson. I am Manson, forgetting. Manson, Manson, yeah, Manson. Yeah, yeah. Charles Manson, son of yeah. some lamb or whatever. Son of Sam yeah. and Charles Manson. Son, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> son of lamb. <laughs> Charles Manson played by the same guy who played the same character in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I knew you were going to bring this up, Amartya. Come on, you could have kept it away for your own sake. You could have kept it. Away. No, no, I'm not going any slander <laughs> on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm just I, saying I'm that. I'm so yes. sorry. I just messed up with the name. Charles. No, 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 it's fine. We will keep this. No, no, don't worry. You are not doing any border border gather thing. This is the this person is who is hearing this. The person who is hearing thing definitely knows what I'm talking about. So this is good. Yeah, yeah. don't say what we are saying. Oh. We we see that you know he's talking like entering into the psyche of yeah. the yes. killer's mind, and they hold in, and his other assistant they go mm-hmm. and they talk mm-hmm. to yeah. kind of Manson, and yes, we see like. How the first season is all about the almost becoming a sort yes, of you know yeah. that right that that's the character we follow and then the second season is more I think it pivots more to the other character yeah, yeah, also yeah. and then third season is never comes out yes it, because well that's because it won't that's unfortunate yeah but we can't no but I think I think yes. Mind Hunter is the ultimate. Like Gen, yeah. ultimately, like Zenith of what Fincher had tried to say through all aspects of the serial killer yeah. perspective, yeah. which I think was, I I generally think Mindhunter was very very well made. Yeah. I yeah. So I very can't good. argue with that. I I also think that Fincher as a director is one of those seminal voices for a genre who has, for better or worse, mm-hmm. put a stamp on it. Yeah. people are going to people mm. are going to imitate yeah, yeah. people are going to imitate his style they will never be able to replicate it but they will yeah. always try to imitate it I mean imagine what it takes to bludgeon someone to death 
the lust for control, the feeling of arousal, the decision to humiliate her corpse. How could you possibly get that from an ordinary police report? So let's begin with seven. Then uh, I think it's um, uh, the most classical famous, film, classical, the, classical the most and impactful, impactful yes. film also to a certain degree. Yes. Yeah. No. No. Yes. Uh, so I think. Uh, it's directed by David Fincher, written by Andrew Kevin Walker. DOP is Darius Konji. Music, which I... Howard Shore. Yeah, I, it's quite wall-to-wall. Right? Wall. Quite wall-to-wall wall also. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the Darius Konji in... thing I had forgotten. I'm like, what mm-hmm. a team. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, it looks uh, looks like a... Like properly, like the black... Uh, blacks, blues, and... Uh, Whatever his antiseptic, antiseptic yellows and uh, yeah, yeah, it's grimy and... as hell. Oh yeah, totally. There's no place here which looks uh, sunny except for the oh. ending, which is another cruel. He likes playing these cruel ironies quite a bit. Yeah, huh? yes. uh, Fincher. And, and then there's, there's like a lots of them. There's also Hemingway quote at the that end. That is forced, but yes, forced <laughs> yeah. doesn't. That was genuinely forced on him to put that. The he he didn't want to end it that way. The final shot of the film was supposed to be the from the point of view of the helicopter, uh, mm-hmm. seeing the two men going apart. But I think the Hemingway quote is actually quite interesting in the context of the film. Uh, but uh, yes, the story for whoever isn't familiar is uh, which I, I think most people who are I don't think there is for, anybody left in this entire world who has seen Hollywood movies who aren't familiar with seven. With seven, I think oh. that's one of the few films that's like an introduction to you know. Yeah, it's uh, like the perfect primer. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. those people who have cinephile starter packs. Uh, this is one of those movies which are like in cinephile starter packs. That is very true. Very yes. true. Uh, yes. But yes, regardless, the story is, like, I'm just going to keep it very brief. It's very much about two detectives, one sort of uh, weary, tired, you know. World uh, weary. World weary. Thomas said, yes. that is Thomas said, yes. played by Le- Morgan Freeman. Yes. yes. And yes. Uh, a new sort of, you know, of the rookie cop, rookie cop, who's all enthusiastic about changing in the world, becoming the hero. This, yes, uh, that's Brian, oh that's, my god. Yes, that's Tyler Durden. Yes, that's Brian. Tyler Durden. He will become is, Tyler Durden later on yes. in the movie. But yes, uh, but yes, this is Brad Pitt, and these guys basically investigate um, seven. Well, not seven, five or six different murders before st- before they are uh, caught up in the web themselves quite uh, disastrously. Yes. I mean, though Anywho. all those murders mm. happen, spoiler alert, none of them are able to stop any of the murders yes. because yes, all yes. those murders happen. Yes. So even that is a cruel irony because we are watching an investigation which basically fails. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah properly. Yeah. But uh, yes, Amartya, this time I'll have to begin with you. What were your thoughts on, uh, I know you didn't rewatch it, but I know you've made a list on it. Uh, on films like it. So I think you are aware of the film quite a bit. And I know you really like the film. Uh, But uh, yeah, what did you think of it? What struck out to you in very sense? I think think what stuck out to me was, first of all, that right... I I think it would be not wrong to say that this movie is so impactful that at this point it's like watching it through a very weirdly deja vu type lens. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because... People have taken so much from this movie. Future yeah. filmmakers and insp- imitators have taken so much from this movie that at this point it's like, wow, man. 
on the one hand you can on the one hand you appreciate the impact on the other hand you want to look at the other directors and say do something original please man yeah what are you doing but then no, it's hard real- to imitate also yeah but like then you realize the closest one director had come to kind of sort of imitate this style but also make it his own because i distinctly remember that crimey nature and i was reminded of another movie it's i have all i always like i always like to remind people that this movie exists and not its hindi counterpart which i know dhruv likes a lot it's nahonjin's the chaser which ah murder yes. too yes so what do you mean i like it a lot i have not seen the chaser no you like murder too so, i like murder too yeah yes so murder too Because is basically a frame by frame remake of the chaser except <laughs> Yeah, yeah, except yeah. putting, except putting, uh, Imran Hashmi and his songs. Yes, other yeah, than see. that, it's a frame by frame remake. So, but if you see the original Chaser, the original Chaser is very much indebted to Fincher. But mm-hmm. I think that Naongjin takes that entire aesthetic and he tries to make it really well because he captures sure. the grimy nature of this entire city. Yeah, and I think even. other media when they try to put their image of you know dark gritty city moody noir and everything i yeah. think the modern context or the modern inspiration is always seven because mm-hmm. that entire world itself everything is raining there is a perpetual rain always mm-hmm. yeah you no know? rain yeah yeah fully it's totally fully. raining it's totally uh, raining everything no... is dark light yeah. ka matlab electricity bill koi deta nahi hai wahan pe ha so, essentially it's new york yes. It's New York. Basically, it's the city is, is never York, named, uh, but it's never the named. The city is yes. never named. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which also reminded me that it's kind of also like I I distinctly understand that Nolan also took some sort of inspiration from Fincher in that regard because mm-hmm. he made Batman Begins, and I think other Batman writers have mm-hmm. also taken that inspiration because yes, yes. No name ah, you can, is equivalent yeah, yeah. to fictional city. Is equivalent yeah. to you get that? Gotham, 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 Gotham. Gotham. Yeah. Gotham. Yes, twenty twenty two Matt Reeves Batman. Eat your heart. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's all it. I kind of totally fits, and I think uh, there are frames here where I was like, uh, Darius Conzi, maybe one key light or something is needed because yes, I genuinely yes. couldn't. uh see what is happening in the frame i i joking of course like i think that's very effective i feel that is the point and uh, the whole film thrives i don't know if thrive is a correct word but it does thrive on a sort of i would say now almost parodic level of uh, cynicism i was like yes. i get the cynicism but this film is so cynical that there are points in the film where i was like hold on a bit like i'm like it has like of course now it, no, this is a again, context thing yeah but then again i think because the world because the city itself is supposed to be fictional i think yes because it is fictional you can set your limits of cynicism of to course. any any standard you like yeah 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 no 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 you can no i'm not denying that but i do think this is probably for the first time on a rewatch where i did feel some of it just being too much for me not in mm. the sense that i i found it distracting but i was a little like i have seen i i made the note that i probably prefer somber and sort of slightly quieter cynicism i think this one is very verbal this also one is stylized it. this one is stylized cynicism and it it's talks like, about it very openly yes. it's a uh, like so verbose it's, it's very verbose cynicism in oh just, but that shows now in the killer also andrew yes, kevin yes. walker's thingy is the same yes andrew kevin walker's thingy even yeah, in, even in fight club also it talks all the time ah that's true actually that's hmm. true 
बट नो बट फाइट क्लब फाइट क्लब का थिंग And Fight Club is also very much grounded in the quote-unquote real world of the '90s because it is very much commenting on something yeah. that is happening in real time. Yeah. Whether people understood the commentary is a debate debate itself, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, but in Seven, I think because it is so because the world itself is fictional, I think the cynicism is also tad bit exaggerated. But I think the balance is just there. It's just right. Amartya is holding up a hanger. Are yes, I am holding someone? up a hanger. Yes. <laughs> hanger is not someone who kills. It's there someone. It's there, someone. It's there in the front, something okay. or the other. I'm I'm yes, thinking please. of trying to become Very. one, but it's okay. Uh, yes. Anyway, Shilika, you you go ahead. What I know, you. I mean, I thought this was my favorite Fincher before I rewatched it, and I was like, I think I like other Fincher more than this. Mm-hmm. Though again, I love this film. I think there's uh, again, this was my primer to a lot of. this type of uh, cinema and uh, we'll discuss for, we'll get your thoughts both of your thoughts and then discuss the particular sort of serial can, uh, killer angle of this especially how the film uses uh, the de- detectives as a way of commenting i think on how obsessive this pursuit can be and then lead to whatever but uh, yes shilika go ahead uh, i should, I should say like what like my thoughts about the film just just, just in general yeah 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 Yeah. So first, I watched Seven uh, when I was in a school kid. I remember. So when mm. I was in back in two thousand fourteen, maybe. So that time I was overwhelmed because I never watched anything like that. A fourteen-year-old yeah. girl watching it for the first time. So I was mm-hmm. overwhelmed. But now, when I rewatch it now, I could find that yeah, as Amartya you mentioned, like it's very much open. Like there's nothing I have to solve. So it's mm. everything is there in front of me. So it's pretty much like. Uh, I, no like except the identity of the killer which is yeah. being hidden and which yeah. is getting exposed at the end nothing kinds of remains hidden or anything like yeah. that so everything yeah. is very much uh, open open out everything mm-hmm. is told by the narrators only the detectives mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, so that's the thing which i find less interesting now which i couldn't the uh, the mystery angle of it you mean yeah mystery angle yeah. of it and the riddle angle of it but what i like Uh, now as i observe it's about how the film uses its setting so mm. even if you see the flat of uh, mills where uh, brad pitt and brad pitt oh so yeah. See, yeah yeah you see it's very old dilapidated and all the crime scenes if you see the frames it's very grim along with the atmosphere which yeah. is going it's raining and the most interesting part is they are trying to the uh, navigate through darkness into light so yeah. that's the raining and at the end we see there's light it's a desert it's a sharp yeah. contrast with the setting thing so it, it's open desert. field yeah, yeah but there's nothing to gauge there also it's such a um, like nothing hasn't like it's such a bleak ending still i feel yeah, in the open but, yeah but yeah 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 of course of course but yeah. then it's like something like searching like they're navigating through darkness to go towards light but then yeah. they're getting engulfed by darkness in the end So even yeah. when light comes, it doesn't help them. So there's no redemption, no aspect Amazing. of redemption in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's the sort of feel bad film we all look for. Yeah, uh, there's yes. there's no redemption in the film. No. And what I like about Seven is the Seven symbolism. So yeah. uh, you know the detective Somerset, uh, like the played by Morgan Freeman. Yes. Yeah. So he is going to retire in the police department. So to replace in him seven after, days, yes, very rightly touch. Yes. yes. Then there are seven murders in the films. 
and then yeah. there are seven deadly sins and then all then Betty, when the yeah. then when the last person comes it's also at 7:01 pm 7:01 yeah, yeah something yeah. like that yes yes so yes, yes. the yeah. way it uses the number yeah so i i it fascinates me a lot sure so okay so yeah that's the thing no no you can dig, dig deeper into the seven symbols themselves i know you were you were looking at sort of you know yeah different... and also being a literature student i could find references to you know hemingway at the end then yeah. there's dante then mm-hmm. there's uh, the, uh then there's canterbury tales also the, yeah yeah canterbury tales also they mentioned yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there's a list of books which people yeah. if they want to see or like mm. uh, dig into this sort of very warped uh but he perspective to, but he lures the police or misguides yeah. the police with that so it's not yes, actually yes. what it's used for so there is also a thing kind yeah, of yeah it's twisting i think it's taking the sort of idea of it and then twisting it in his own way like i think that's yeah. the sort of uh, thing which i think confounds people like yeah. you know that more so than just if you could just read the clues and find something i feel mm-hmm. it's a different thing but like it's almost like you have the clues but you're still at like a yeah. disadvantage of uh, where to go and what to go i think that's and if for anyone who doesn't know what the seven sins are can you mention them yeah wait so one is i guess it's gluttony yes one, which one we have is... just committed i suppose because we <laughs> just had to other uh, other is greed Yes. Then the one the other one is sloth. Sloth. Yeah. Uh, then last, then pride. Pride then, is there? Then uh, envy, wrath. Envy and wrath. Ra- wrath, envy, and one more is there. I forgot which one. I always forget it. Anyways, the idea is of like sequentially doing these in a way, right? Like completing yeah. them, but there's no order in which he completes it. No. Like no order. I think there's there's one dialogue which is mentioned in it, which is like you know, uh, but he should. kill someone in the other order mm-hmm. uh, like you know it's almost written in the book so why isn't he doing it like that uh, and the idea of course comes from the fact that he is twisting it in his own way it is his creation in in some senses taken from something you know methodical or whatever you want to go like, yeah also in pinches yeah also in pinches prince like it's like he has taken the social responsibility like the city itself has no name again it's an ambiguous the place so that place is of See, course there's I only guess. one hint of new york pizza i've i was spot i was looking at spotting i was trying to see how he's you know hiding the yeah. number plates and however yeah. someone goes into the apartment but kuch nahi like he does like both of uh, them the cinematographer and him have done like a solid job of yeah you know, yeah navigating so it's no that. place so it's a place which has turned into hell and of course this uh, person who is of course finch is telling like he's kind of satanic kind of character he is trying yeah. to bring justice to compare it no something to yeah. satan also yeah 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 so he's kind of bringing justice is apt considering yeah. the actor who's playing him also so. <laughs> yeah. yes uh, yeah believe me we get that oh yeah yeah uh, so he's trying to kind of bring justice or anything by doing it so he has this moral responsibility the killer is having do you buy his moral responsibility of i want to ask no no buy as in even do you think there's some truth in it some uh, i i don't buy it honest i feel it's psychological kind distorted sure. psyche it's is, rationalization to a certain degree push to the extreme i feel like yes, i think yeah. there are i think there are some law, i think there are some arguments he makes which i think i at least was like i can buy this i can buy this as a rationalization of a lot of the ways someone would you know 
tip over into uh, like when it comes to this murdering this lawyer so i find yeah. it very justifiable like he you had kind of deceived or kind of freed rapists or yes. kind of uh, done many yeah. unjust things so it was very justifiable when it came to murdering that lawyer i guess yeah. it was i don't know it was out of greed maybe that yeah. one i don't know but i i would but i think there's this uh, i think one of the things which always has stuck with me with samarthi uh, who after this uh stuck with me from seven i think is just this idea of everything being so Mobbing. helpless yeah. no like ev- like everyone is just so like you know either self absorbed or like you know just uh, uncaring and i think one of the things which i was uh, think was uh, apathy apathy is the big thing yep. here i think which uh, morgan freeman i think who's phenomenal in the film as a perf- yeah. uh, gives a phenomenal mm-hmm. performance yeah. uh, like apathy is something which he thinks has become a virtue in this uh, he has already place. given up so the character of morgan freeman and mills are very different to each other so one is yes, always yes that's a classic opposites uh, uh, classic opposite opposites yeah, yeah because yeah. he has seen like he is tired and sick of the crimes that the, that is happening in the city mm. and he's about to retire and then again something comes and he gets busy but he knows i guess morgan freeman knows the outcome i'll be on i find i find his character so fascinating uh yeah. somerset i yeah. think he's also contradicting himself like cons- consistently i think and yeah. mills pushes back against that and which is what i think struck me because we were talking about serial killer obsessions in in many senses i think he that he says i think mills at one point that you are not you are saying all this nonsense essentially because you are uh wanting to quit because you're quitting the job not yeah. because you actually believe it you yeah. want to believe it to quit the job but you actually get the rush of you know catching the serial killer of actually going there and i think that's yeah. sort of ingrained in some ways like it's like he's seeking thrill in some way uh, mills is he wants to be the hero right he wants to yeah. be the homecoming boy which i think uh, that guy says and morgan freeman in his own ways is i think trying to find a sort of rush back yeah. into you know and the film's uh, ending i think is really which is what i uh, like i had put on my story is is somerset the real mastermind because i think he gets both his wishes essentially he's also right because mills yeah. fucks up yeah. uh and tells you know, him not to do because if you do then his mission will be fulfilled but he doesn't yes. so it. so mills kind of justifies his belief that you yeah. know this world is not worth uh saving in some senses mm-hmm. uh but he also gets to quote unquote be around like it's almost like him getting stuck in this loop then makes him believe in the world again which is very twisted in, in like yeah. a very strange way i'm like you are you've kind of won in this situation because you've <laughs> stuck to your job you've yeah. like gained your faith not faith in your job but you've sort or of you know, justified it or if you think about it or if you think yeah. about it from a hellscape term Hmm. if this entire world is kind of sort of an exaggerated or a twisted version of hell and not yeah. exactly reality like we say it is yeah somerset is the person who had a way out of hell because he has been retired hmm. from it but just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in kind yeah. of like a thing and this yeah. entire film is basically pulling him back into the hell again but hotel no, california no, no. again it's hotel yeah. california it's yeah. you know yeah you can always check out but you can yeah, never but you can never leave yeah, yeah. you yeah. can never yeah. leave 
No, but I think it's, it's interesting. No, it's, not how... de- it's not that deep. It's not deep per se, but it's also like it's. I don't know whether it is extremely constructed or whether it's natural to a certain degree. I I also think that there is a healthy amount of construction in the entire narrative going on that all of it feels very profound, but also I think that profundity comes from how expertly you can create a narrative, you know? Yeah. And I think all these observations we are making that is because I think both Andrew Kevin Walker and David Fincher created a movie which allows for a very specific sort of bleakness. Yep. A bleakness which will also give you a sort of satisfaction. You know, when you make yep. these sort of connections, you are getting satisfied with the bleakness that is shown in the screen. Yeah. No, no, I, not, but I feel not realizing just... not realizing what the bleakness is actually entailing itself. You know? Of course. That at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's, it's kind not... of getting addicted to whatever yeah. the pain or remorse. At the and... end of the day, it's not about the serial killer winning per se. At the end of the no. day, it's like an optimist's optimist getting completely transformed into a cynic in the most violent way possible yeah this is with the mills character you this is what the mills character i think the tragedy i think the tragedy for him is that you know he gets transformed into the world weary cop within a week yeah. It's almost it's not even world weary it's like he's almost the implication is that he's going to get hanged right yeah, more or less. Yeah. 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 I, that's the implication. I think that was because yeah. for all of them have to die essentially according yeah. to his thing. Yes. Though he's pro- pro- properly broken by the end. So it doesn't he's really pro- like the whole actual death thing. I don't know how much comes into play, but like this, he is properly, you know, beat. Mm. I think uh, also to I a also certain felt Somerset is kind of Pincher speaking. Like it's uh, he's Pincher is making Somerset his mouthpiece. Fincher is Fincher and Andrew Kevin Walker are making both Somerset and John Doe their mouthpieces. Mm-hmm. I uh, genuinely think so because and I think that's also dangerous to a certain extent. I yeah. think I agree with uh, Adam Neiman on this one because mm-hmm. Achai, Neiman, the book you read, right? You said yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I agree with him on this one that mm-hmm. some of the you know, parables and some of the points that John Doe is making regarding why he's doing all of this it's like fincher is kind of supporting the world order which john doe is trying to meet and that yeah. could be construed as quite dangerous to a certain yeah. degree i feel not... it pushes back against him fair bits but i yeah, do also it... think that his style sort of facilitates that yeah, sort of world view and again and again that's the and again that's the implication we have to take it into account that this is a world which is I'm not going to say it is fantasy. I'm going to say that the city mm. itself is ambiguous. And I will say yeah. that the city is ambiguous because, again, you know, when you're writing a screenplay or when you're writing a movie, a movie is not made by a single individual or a screenplay mm. is not written by a single individual. There are mm. tons of people who are involved in that process for yeah. better or for worse. Mm-hmm. So any type of a choice which is being made in great movies, you should know that most of these choices are deliberate. Mm-hmm. For movies like this, the choice to make the city ambiguous can be taken in two ways. Either to show that this could happen anywhere or to show that this could actually happen nowhere. And but and that this is a cautionary tale. And the fact that the events that are shown here are so dangerous and so quote-unquote vile Hmm. You can take it as some sort of a, you know, maybe... Construction. Yes, maybe. 
ഫുൾ സ്മോൾ വൈബ്രേറ്റിംഗ് ഹൗസ് എസെൻഷ്യലി ബിക്കോസ് ദ്രെയിൻ ജസ്റ്റ് പാസസ് ഓവർ ദാവിംഗ് ഫുഡ് അറ്റ് ദാറ്റ് മോമെന്റ് ഐ ഫീൽ ദാറ്റ് ഈവൻ ദ മോമെന്റ് വിത്ത് ഐ തിങ്ക് ഹിസ് മോമെന്റ്സ് വിത്ത് ഗ്വനത് പാൽട്രൂ ഇസ് ആക്ച്വലി വൺ ഓഫ് ദ ഫിൽം സ്ട്രോങ്ങസ്റ്റ് മോമെന്റ് the first no. soul the first yeah. soul who had been thrown into hell basically yeah. the first pure soul who had been thrown yeah. into hell yeah, yeah. true true mm-hmm. that's more or less what it is and yeah ought to think that vinet paltrow but okay yes now now i ought yes. to think i don't know before but uh, yes but yeah <laughs> but again it's also it's also that how are you going to put a movie like this and how much of it how much of it are you going to take it as an inspiration from genres before while still charting your own path and making mm. it you know such a path breaking and seminal thing the answer mm. is you don't do it consciously you just mm. create something and hope for the best yeah. because at some point movies like this when they're so perfect at some point you have to realize that sometimes construction of a movie like this isn't enough yeah sometimes it just happens happens mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. I don't think anybody expected the impact which Seven will have sure, on yeah. the genre itself. I don't yeah. think anybody yeah. expected it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I think so, one of the things you mentioned about, you know, differing from the genres that have preceded it or whatever. It's interesting you said that considering we are also slotting this in as a sort of neo noir or whatever. Yes. This tips over into slightly horror also. There's yes, p- yes. plenty horror imagery in this in fact. uh but i think uh, cure is i think cure is a perfect evolution of this mm, into horror yes yes very true very true for cure mm. i think that kyoshi kurosawa's cure i think is the perfect evolution of seven mm. into how you are going to take that same motif and that same structure and aesthetic but just just push it slightly towards the horror genre yeah yeah it has a supernatural edge to it it has a supernatural edge to it yes yeah yeah uh but yes shilika you should watch that also yes uh, that uh, movie is freaking great yeah, yeah. anyways but i i wanted to sort of say just closing moment on this and then we can move on to zodiac unless there's other stuff you guys no i think i think the that one other thing i distinctly remember now is that people think that you know body cop but the body oh. cop mm-hmm. aspect of this mm. or the fact that you know the uh, world wary cop and you know Uh, rookie kuruki idealistic cop yeah like fincher basically takes the lethal weapon ka the entire mold of lethal weapon you know mm-hmm. uh, who was the director of lethal weapon? i forgot i know richard the, donner uh, i think richard yeah. donner yeah richard donner mm-hmm. uh, director of superman for people who don't know uh, mm-hmm. so richard donner's lethal weapon was one of the first movies in the buddy cop genre which mm-hmm. had a you know world very hilariously world very black cop and idealistic white cop yeah look it, it up it has mel gibson right yes mel gibson is oh boy that movie yeah. is age only uh, yeah yes uh, 
ব্ল্যাক yeah so there is humor in this but it is yes. very like yeah it's it's the fincher humor when it's the fincher humor of the 90s and 2000s when it actually yeah. you know it's to work yes. again you you had to dovetail back to yes uh, yes to, because to because again i think until social network or even gone girl the humor was on point like social mm-hmm. network some of the jokes are just hilarious zodiac know? has so many jokes zodiac has fantastic jokes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyways i i just wanted to make one final point on this whole what you were saying actually about the buddy cop thingy and how and just the investigations in general like i think the thing which this has sort of twisted in or like made its own and i don't even think imitators go for this that much uh is this whole quote which this time struck me and it hasn't like struck it struck me before but it's when they are sitting uh, at the sofa waiting for like uh, some mm-hmm. evidence to come through and somerset is basically like oh and he uh, mills is like what are we doing essentially here and then he's like i'm quoting this uh, picking up the pieces collecting evidence taking pictures and samples writing everything down noting the times things happened and then he asks mills that's all and he's like yes that's all and that's kind of actually there's a lot of investigation work here but it's all so like after everything has happened like you know the whole idea of them being behind and you know not being able to actually affect anything in I the think, drama i think one of the key things which many imitators and uh, failed inspirations of seven <clears throat> byshes about <clears throat> so many failed inspirations of uh-huh. seven and all that stuff so what they forget to do to some degree is that mm. they like to take the impact of the murders you realize yes. that you know make the murders as gruesome as possible make yes. the murders as terrifying as possible they yeah. also like to take the gimmicks of the murders yeah you know like uh, the fact that there is a seven deadly sin so that's the gimmick the all mm-hmm. the murders are following the pattern of the seven deadly sins yeah in srijit mukherjee's baisha sabun there there is a hungry hungry elist movement and the poets you know poem is you poetry is utilized as the pattern there mm. i mm. don't know how well it has been utilized but it has been utilized okay. but what he fails and lots of imitators fail is that he doesn't exactly show the investigation aspect of it really well yeah and this is fully investigative i was noticing how because, much they dig again, into it and like i just like digging for information and like extracting it and the ways they extracted everything's there The yeah because again yeah because again you know the different you know why procedurals mm. are the one of some of the most you know compelling things to watch if done also right also very and, cinematic i think yes some of the most yeah. compelling and cinematic things to watch if done right and some of the most boring and godawful shit if done wrong no is, need to mention any movie no no i'm yes, not mentioning yes. any more it's because yeah. that it's because there is procedural means details details mm. means research you have mm. to do research on how things work yeah. even in a even in a structured reality like the movie in 7 you need to mm. put some sort of a research into it to show oh you know there 
that's great you mentioned it i'm just going to cite a small example in seven uh and i didn't again didn't notice it before but uh, it's the fbi and how yeah. they sort of track people essentially mm-hmm. by keeping a, a account of their library you know who has taken out the stuff yes, and that's yes, what yes. somerset then uses to you know like he bribes someone and then gets yes. that information out like so, all that stuff so is so there so those are see uh, so those yeah. are all the little details it depends yeah. on how much you are going to delve into the details if you delve too much more then it becomes a complete yeah. procedural yeah you are delving in it just enough just mm-hmm. enough that you are grounding this movie to some sort of a reality that you don't get taken out of it yeah yeah and th- these are the things which many of these imitators fail to mm. understand and that's why they can't you know yeah. just crack it just above yeah. that's why yeah. that's why that's why it's hard for mo- it's easy for movies like this to be you know entertaining engaging and company it's very easy for these movies mm-hmm. to some degree to become entertaining and company primarily because seven exists yeah. because seven exists there is a template for people to follow yes yeah Yep. So it is easy to a certain extent, but it is yep. very hard to reach what Seven did of because hmm. you need to have research. You mm-hmm. need to understand how storytelling works in this regard. Mm-hmm. And you also need to understand why some things are not explained or why some things are not put into reality. None of the murders are actually shown, which I think yes. is a common note. And some of it yeah. is the most gruesome and... some yes. I mean the, a, the 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 last the last one is is absolutely bone chilling. Like just the way yes. that the way it's shot in by Fincher, yeah. I think is like phenomenal. Like it, the way he like creates that discomfort by you know showing you the image at what point. Like you have to mm. imagine a lot of it yourself. What happened? Like he's not doing that. Like I'm pretty sure. Like you know some directors would happily. show the oh, act of yes. violence oh yeah definitely yeah. and then that... there is this one scene where seeing that mill just gags and if you can just see by like you just read the whole thing through the eyes of your mind like imagine which one like, sorry there was this i i also can't remember but mill's kind of gags like seeing it it was maybe the disfigured woman oh yes I... yes okay 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 uh oh, yeah which one is this yeah i forgot it's someone's head i think not the wife one like the gwyneth paltrow one is very no. disturbing in general but uh, no, no not her one there was there was the other one i guess that uh, there was this woman pride one i guess or okay yeah it must be pride it must be the pride the one because... who has her uh, who has her face like cut and then repair yeah. like that stitched yeah, yeah. cut and cut and stitched again and again yeah, yeah. and because no, again right. yeah, yeah because again fincher knows right as much also, as you want to show the horror implied horror is much more effective yes yeah. exactly yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, you were saying uh, yeah i was uh, telling that also he wants to uh, like show this uh, what i want to say like they are all going through investigation and everything as you mentioned the facts mm-hmm. so it shows how facts are meaningless at the end of the day yeah. like it's futile so it's also like similar i find the films of coen brothers so like like even i have written on it as well like the inevitability of violence so you can't stop violence fargo, at the end of fargo yes. and seven ka, ka, um, yes. double bill yes yeah though to be fair i think fargo is far more comical in that regard fargo yeah. is comical they are yeah. absurdist no in that sense yes, like yes, they are yeah. no country oh. for old men or no country for old men is that's the that's my pinnacle like to me that is the you know this is that's the slightly quieter version of this to yes, me yes yeah. yes yes yeah 
I also think I also think I don't know how much this movie qualifies into nihilism, but there is definitely yes, a nihilistic streak. Yes, it is there. Streak. It is it is definitely it, there. Because uh, I think the nihilistic streak. Because correct me if I'm wrong. This is his second movie, right? Yeah, uh, after, this is after Alien Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Lassa. yeah, because Alien Three, because Alien Three. I know lots of people don't like that movie, but that movie has a very bitingly nihilistic streak. It yeah. is extremely dark that movie. Yeah. So I think he properly carries that here. I also, there's probably anger of that film and how yes, the whole yes, thing yes. went down. And I know, I think I don't know. I read this a while back, and I'm not sure. We'll have to check. But I think Andrew Kevin Walker wrote this after living in like New York or somewhere and absolutely yes. hating the experience, which kind of very much translates onto yeah, this. Yeah, because uh, because yeah. the place perpetually raining and everything is grimy and completely, yeah, yeah. you know. No, no, there's no redeeming quality. I was like, there is literally no nuko corner here, which is yes. like you know, everything is corruptible. Only in a world this shitty could you even try to say these were innocent people and keep a straight face. But that's the point. We see a deadly sin on every street corner, in every home, and we tolerate it. We tolerate it because it's common. It's it's trivial. We tolerate it morning, noon, and night. Well, not anymore. I'm setting the example, and what I've done is going to be. Puzzled over, and studied, and followed. Is that the same with Zodiac, guys? Yeah. Uh, David Fincher's two thousand seven film, which I know famously didn't do very well. Uh, it's a longer film than Seven. Seven was, I think, two hours. Seven minutes long. Yes, it's two hours, forty-two uh, minutes. Forty-two minutes. Uh, Zodiac. Zodiac is Zodiac yes. is two hours, which I think at that moment in time for Hollywood was also like now the run times are ballooning. Mm-hmm. But I think at that moment there was slight uh, shock at the fact that this uh, was this long. And two thousand seven is, by the way, the year of the great movies for me. Uh, that's No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. Zodiac, Hot Fuzz, all four. Or mm-hmm. are like and assassination of Jesse James by uh, coward Robert Ford or whatever. So like it's total my year. Aisa saal do na aajkal ke zamane mein. Aata hai sir, aata hai, aata hai sir, aata hai. We we are watching too many movies to actually you know kind of go through the, the mark. Yeah, go through the mark so. to get out yeah. the gems. Yeah. Anyways, but no, Zodiac uh, is directed by, of course, David Fincher, written by James Vanderbilt. I've not seen, does he have other writing credits? I'm oh, I'm no. pretty sure, I because that's a very known name. Let me check okay. what. Produced by him also. Uh, the DOP is Harris Savides. Uh, the music <laughs> is by David Shire and the editing is by Angus Wall. Stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey Jr., and a lot of other people also. A lot of very well-known people. Yeah. Now. Nowadays, nowadays they're very well-known. Dermot, Mul- Dermot Mulroney as well. Yeah. Dermot Mulroney is there. Brian Cox is there from the succession fame, I suppose. Now, uh... So, Vanderbilt is a guy who has written a lot of blockbusters and, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so he has written he has written Zodiac. That's good. Mm-hmm. He has written The Losers. Uh, no, he has written is. The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. He has what? written yes, yes. Uh, he has written White House Down. 
uh, which by oh, the way wow. is a very funny movie i lo- love that movie it's hilariously yeah. funny i've not seen it but i've heard yes mm. it's it's hilarious uh, mm. also wait what else has he written he has written ready or not which is a horror movie i really like he has ready written... or not okay 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 got it yeah yeah he has written ambulance through <laughs> I can't. I am. This is a shocking moment for me. Uh, oh no, no, I, he's the producer of Ambulance. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, that he's is not a shock. Writer. That's fine. Yeah, he, he's the uh, producer of Ambulance. He produced Zodiac also. So yeah, he has written uh, Murder Mystery One and Two. So he has written a lot of these, you know, sure, populist sure, sure. films. Got it. Good. Which is interesting, though. Like, I mean, I think Zodiac is very like you know, it has a singular sense of humor also, which I thought. Uh, anyways. Oh, he's oh. also the rundown. He's also the writer of Rundown, the Dwayne Johnson wow. movie, which is actually good. Okay, I don't <laughs> know this. Anyways, the early James, the early Dwayne Johnson movie in which he was, you know, still leaner and not like built like a brick brick shit house. So you know, <laughs> yeah, and he was quite. Good. Anyways, big digression on James Vanderbilt aside, Zodiac is, uh, I would like to say, probably now my favorite. I don't know if I'll make that claim, but uh, it is definitely the highest tier Fincher for me, like highest, like in that sort of bracket. No, that's still, I think yeah. that's still social network for me. I think that movie yeah. is perfect. I can't mm-hmm. find a flaw in that goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. The uh, only flaw in that movie is that movie deserves a sequel because have you seen the times recently? Yes, that movie yes. needs a sequel. Yeah. Please don't give Aaron Sorkin any ideas. No, no, Not... Aaron Sorkin can have any ideas he wants. I don't give a damn. Just don't let him direct it. Ha, give ha, it to boy, Fincher. Give ha. it to Fincher. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, Zodiac guys is about three obsessive people who destroy their lives in trying to solve a case which never gets solved. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Yes, yes. It kind no, of no, gets kind solved. Kind of naive. It's it's that only basically. Robert, well, it, it kind of does. Paul Avery, the reporter. Paul Avery. The Paul cartoonist, the Robert, who's written the book and written... Grace Smith, Robert Grace Smith, Robert, Robert Grace Smith, Smith by Jake Gyllenhaal and Paul yeah. Avery played by Ro- Robert Downey Jr. Very known Iron Man. Robert no, and Hulk. then and Hulk. Yes. And our Mark Ruffalo who plays. Yeah. Dave <laughs> plays. What's the name Dave of the? What's the name Dave of the? Toshi. Toshi. Yeah, Dave Toshi. Yes. Toshi. Yes. Or Tosh. Hmm. Who in real life also inspired a lot of you know seventies detectives. Mm. So in search for the Zodiac killer, he's the main inspiration for Bullet. He's Bullet also by the... Steve Mc... yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the main inspiration for Bullet. He's also mm. the main inspiration for Dirty Harry Callahan. Played yes, by yes, yes, all yes. these films. What am I? No, doing? no. Ne- I have not watched Dirty Harry. Also, neither have Dirty I watched Harry Bullet. Dirty Harry is great. Dirty no, Harry. No, is... I, it's, I know. it's very conservative, right wing nonsense, but it's where are all these available online. <laughs> you tell the side. I know it's only online. I can't Amartya, tell the side because Amartya there is no send side. I'll you send want. you. There is no side. I'll send yeah. you. Okay. So, yeah. No, Anyways, no, but Zo- Zodiac. So, if Seven was, you know, I remembered something. You know, you know what is one of the biggest twists of them all in any sort of movie or any any sort of show, which completely shook me. Mm. Fargo season one, when in the finale or in the penultimate episode the entire investigation Mm. suddenly shifts and the time jump happens and it says five or six years later that's the snow truck thing yes yes. it keeps on moving or something like yes yes and i was and it shook me for a second because i was like wait what yeah i I know what you're getting at (laughs) they didn't solve they didn't solve the investigation they had to wait 
and then you suddenly come to a very sharp realization is oh that's what actually happens yeah because that's because that's the fallacy of human nature you can't solve it that's it this is not you know by the way this is not disparaging to any of the procedural shows which we have grown up watching but this is not castle this is not elementary this is not all of those shows in which you can solve an investigation within a span of 42 minutes it that's not it or like a week or two or month three yeah, months sometimes also cold right, cases yeah. cold cases exist for a reason yeah investigators it's a big fascination uh, for it's a big fascination also now so. yes yes it's a big fascination true crime Apan podcast grew dundo, out of dundo, that sir hum log bhi karenge nahi sir only murders in the building show dikha diya hai ki kya hota hai hamare life mein so no oh, thank okay, you okay the thing about it is that i think why i was so impressed by zodiac and why you I just think... watched it recently for the first time right? yeah i just yeah. watched it recently for the first time and i was so impressed by it because it's like if seven was through the perspective of the investigators investigating the case hmm. zodiac is through the perspective of the people zodiac is through the perspective of the community affected by the killings i think it's like 360 degree whatever yes, sanjit says yes. right about like the whole idea yeah, it's yeah, yeah, capturing yeah. everything it's capturing everything ways. and for yeah. some reason it is capturing it so well and it is not getting bloated and no no it's it the it's, it, it's like like you can clearly identify the trail by the end like the ways the people have to go through just to get to a single place of access you know the people's they have to the people they have to access uh the documents they have to access and does that also, make a difference or whatever and it's yeah. also the power of filmmaking and storytelling itself right because yeah. film in filmmaking you can show the passage of time in passage of time in many ways you can either show the passage yes. of time in you know putting a writing that says 7 years later or 10 years later or you know you can show the passage of time in the building up of the empire yes. state building empire yeah. state building continuously with fast forwarding just the, to show that the time sure. has passed yeah and i, I like, actually you know i was more i didn't i don't know i i can't believe i never clocked this before but like clocked of course uh, about yeah. the passage of time just this the thing where the screen goes black for almost an age and yes. like all the news starts filtering about you yes, know yes. what all has actually happened what all is actually happened. i forgot this he put this thing it's all it's such a i was like this is the moment essentially when the film ends isn't it and yes. he's like the, the the thing that follows then is like a almost an epilogue like a one hour epilogue but an epilogue yes uh, in which they do some solving for their own sakes i suppose even though it's not solved so, so i it's not about it's all ultimately zodiac for people people's love for this movie i think is because again it's about the normal people it's about people's fascination with serial killers because they because they are bound to structure but they love entropy yeah and what is more entropic than finding a case that couldn't be solved finding a piece finding a puzzle whose missing pieces you can't understand mm-hmm. yeah. and those are the things which completely gets at you completely baffles you to the yeah. extent that you are okay to you know go out with your date have a date and then suddenly have a stand outside the phone booth and then try to call and then your date herself gets involved into it because you know she is also into the entropic nature of it yeah yeah so it's it's fascinating to me how he does it and 
to that point and it's never like i think it's also terrifying to a certain extent that how mm-hmm. much obsession can drive you to an edge it's a, yeah. almost like a bleeding edge to a certain extent and the film i think consistently makes you aware of that yes. cost or yes. of that you know cost uh, of that obsession is yeah so much the cost of yeah. that obsession is your life to i i think some of the best uh, shilika go after this please uh i think some of the best moments or oh, well it's not best but like some really like effective moments that kind of you know call to mind irishman's use of anna paquin actually yes 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 where yes. You, the camera just like it goes for a second like i uh, there's particularly one moment where tosh this is the mark ruffalo character is talking on his phone and his wife mm-hmm. is like come to bed uh the phone is ringing the camera is on him then it cuts once to the wife going upstairs then it cuts back to ruffalo and then because the phone's not picked up the camera once again cuts to the wife and she goes into her room and like closes the door like you know that minor moment i was like you can completely not you could have not like cut back right you could have just ended that but you he has this way of you mm-hmm. know just making you aware of what all is being sidelined also which i think is fascinating in zodiac shilaka what what do you think how how much do you like zodiac Uh I liked it very much because as I mentioned previously because uh, it's not solved and uh, it's very open ended and I like these kind of endings but I also love the way how he used his prints uh, in this film as well like uh he used a black in most of the murders uh and in We some murders We have to discuss those murders also actually I'm Yes those murders are and by the lake side uh, the murders he did it in the morning so the frame was most of more or less yellow or blue and even we see the characters of uh, paul avery and gray smith wearing yellow and blue so he's kind of bre- trying to break the killer is trying to break the pattern uh, to mm-hmm. confuse the detectives but it's also shows uh, the conflict which is going inside him and mm-hmm. also reflects the conflicts which are going on in the lives of all the characters who are trying to unearth yeah. this mystery so yeah, this conflict yeah. which he brings through the color so that mm-hmm. that i find is amazing yeah. and also yeah nini you know what are you saying i think that's i was like it's one of those uh, i know you've just watched that uh, anya swarda film so yeah. uh, we are not going to bring it up but my point is <laughs> please don't that's, you should watch it mm-hmm. uh, i am not but okay <laughs> okay yeah the, i'm like, talking about leban ho leban yeah, le- yeah. happiness or whatever it's called essentially this whole idea of that sunny yeah it's a it's, it's a fairly it, start, it starts yeah. with spring ends with autumn yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. got a like it's and and which is why i think one of the murders to me is so unnerving is the one at yeah. uh, the valeho lake i think or valeho with yeah. the couple who've gone just to you know Uh, yeah. have a good time uh not not the first couple the second no, no, the second couple one, second one yeah. where the, where the male survives just, yeah yeah the more, in so both much, cases the male survives though, yeah both cases yeah. so he's so absorbed in destroying the uh, females so the yeah. male survives and also i like it because there is like he also in this one also involves religion like in the letters he writes the religion is involved same like seven so that connection is there yeah. a little yeah. bit is there and yeah. also the cipher whole kind of cipher thing which he brings the uh, yeah the code breakers is the book yeah. which jake jillen hall yeah. is carrying throughout yeah uh, yeah trying who's actually very good you know i have i am mixed on the, jake jillen hall a little bit but i think he's so good here like uh, yeah. he's uh, he's, he's good as the idealistic 
Yeah, yeah, he's great. Also playing, he's a very awkward character. Oh, like there's so he, many moments where this, this really funny is... moment, uh, yeah, yeah. with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. Where Robert Downey Jr. is, uh, don't tell anyone about something, yeah. and he's like, who will I tell? Like he yeah, says it yeah, in like yeah, that, yeah. really shocked, and he's like, oh yeah, I, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is properly in his Iron Man. He made Iron Man at the same time. Downey, out, I think. That Downeyism, that, huh? yeah, yeah, that Downeyism just works. I don't think it works are, amazingly well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are there yeah. are very few people who can take that deadpan joke. I think, I think after Iron Man, it has been overused to death. Yeah. But again, Downey can underplay that. He's so very well. good. He's, He's so good, so in, good in this. Yeah, yeah. I also think that you know the fact that in the sixties, you know that murder that happens in the lake, you know. Mm. You saw how cartoonishly or so overdressed he was, the Zodiac yes. thing killer. Yes, yes, yes. In yeah. the 60s, he was overdressed. In the 70s, he kind of sort of had a mullet and leather jacket. In the 80s, mm-hmm. he had something else. So it's yeah. like time is passing, tone is passing, all of yeah. that is occurring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also think that, you know, I think that is also Finch's commentary on, you know, the past, on history as a whole. That. Mm-hmm. Cumulative mm. events can yeah, shape yeah. a decade. Are there's uh, there's so many moments this time. I was like, you know, that's such a great way of integrating the film into like. I mean, of course, it's based on a real thing and all that. So yeah, yeah. there's this moment in the beginning and which is fair, quite detrimental actually to finding the Zodiac killer with the yeah. uh, the black person who's called out yeah, on yeah. the radio. You know, in the yeah. beginning, like that's the first thing that the police, you know, call out. And then the person sort of who's date, looking... if you see, it's the fourth mm-hmm. of July, so it should be a celebrated day. Yeah. So on that day, something like this happens. Oh, so yeah, it's that's a total, a, yeah. total yeah, yeah, conflict yeah, yeah. and yeah. contrasting thing which is yeah. going on. And yeah, also, yeah. I feel uh, the character of uh, like Gray Smith, he's somewhat kind of representing the curiosity of the audience. Uh, yeah, like, he's, uh, he's, he's 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 uh, the modern day podcaster. Yes, yeah. basically, he's the true crime podcast. True crime podcast. Who goes? Except he's a little, worries. little more sincere, I suppose. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. And also, yeah. Fincher shows like how, like you rightly said, like how it is costing their lives, like their obsession towards finding the killer, how it's affecting their personal lives as well. The like, last hour reminded me. I don't know why it's reminded me so much of the Irishman. I was like, these are miserable people. Like they, they become yeah. miserable in in some senses. Of course, there's Maybe more that's of a. Why. Maybe of that's course, why. The, uh-huh. no, but there is some redemption in this, I suppose. Yes. Uh, but uh, which but yeah, is which is my one minor problem with this movie. Okay, but do you, I don't think it's a complete. Uh, Not redemption completely. Huh. but I, it's no, like no, a but personal. No, no, but it's all, yeah, yeah, but it's also like that is my one minor complaint with hmm. this movie because at the end of the day, for a movie which is supposed to be ambiguous and everything, Fincher kind of sort of gives his version of the answer. Yes. Yes, and yeah, I yeah. think the one movie we did it slightly better because that movie knew oh, yeah. exactly where okay, to put the camera yeah. is Memories of Murder. Memories of a Murder, which is I think the if you've seen Memories of Murder, the Zodiac comparison is very hard not to make. Yes. I think these are such close uh, yeah. siblings of films, like Bong Joon Ho. Uh, like Bong Joon Ho. Oh, are you will love that it. movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, you've seen Bong Joon Ho's movies or no? Parasite, Parasite. and yeah, the yeah. other one as well. I haven't seen this one, but remember, this is uh, this arguably is, his best. Arguably yeah. his best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is just like, saying something. I think if, yeah, yeah. if Parasite, yeah. if something can top Parasite, I think it's something. I think I think yeah. no because uh, 
for memories of murder how memories of murder ends it's mm. like it's going to put you it's going to put you in a sense of dread yes totally it's a absolutely haunting like it's, it's haunting one of the one of the very like the, you remember that 100% you will remember that image even if you yeah don't. and it's ironic because when i find because when i had first seen that movie yeah it's hilarious when i had first seen that movie i saw that movie two days before the actual killer of the memories of murder killings was actually caught interesting very interesting. yes yeah. i was like okay then yeah so bong joon ho did the right yeah. thing by ending the movie that way because yeah. he was right and my immediate first question was wait so if he is caught so late he must have seen this movie yes what the hell did he think of this movie yeah yeah i i remember he liked it yeah he liked it yeah. and he was like oh, wow man Okay. That's how that's how life moves. But the whole movie angle is there in this also, huh? like very very uh, the cinephilia yeah. angle in Zodiac is there quite a bit. Yeah, the yeah. idea of him like like the whole most dangerous game I think is one of the key yes. reference points which yeah. he uses to kill uh, people. Then there's uh, the movie that's made on him, of course, the exploitation also, or exploitative. Also like how like uh, killers are kind of uh, looked at looked into celebrities. I guess. Yes. This is also shown in red rooms where you know killers are getting worshipped or getting inspired. Yes, yes. So I guess it's inspiration from Fincher only, or maybe other. Ah, huh, must be some hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There is a Fincher influence, hundred percent in uh, the yes, in red yeah. rooms. Also, so, the most dangerous game inspiration is pretty fascinating, considering the fact that in '97 Fincher made basically his own version of the most dangerous game. The game. Yeah. Okay. Not exactly yeah. is great. Not exactly. A... You know, some people love that movie. I I have I no don't idea. Why. Really get it, but fine. I have no okay. idea. Why. How uh, how do these people like that movie and then like eat the rich narratives? That movie is the opposite of eat the rich narrative. <laughs> that movie is that movie is like oh, if you have money, you can go through anything, no problem. And I'm like, we know. Thank you. It doesn't work. Uh, again you dovetailed from zodiac to game unnecessary no no which is why no no which is why the game is a product of the time it was made because at the time yes. it was made people people's aspirations or people's thought processes towards movies did not go in this regard yes zodiac however because it is commenting on a period piece and through that commenting <clears throat> on people's obsessions towards stuff which are unsolvable is more universal yeah and it's also very much That's like the whole it timeless i guess yes. uh-huh. it's very much it's linked like to when i'm the... watching zodiac so it becomes you know like when i'm watching seven hmm. so i'm it's like finch's own world he's showing it but when i'm watching zodiac it becomes i more kind of connected with reality and i could actually unnerving me and actually i could feel when I there mean, is it's... this scene i think i think robot. that's deliberate right because mm-hmm. he yeah. he is basically trying to is basically trying to condense and also expand yeah. history which is i have to i have to give this because that is why he's so good at this it's yeah. very hard to condense and expand history yes. at the same time mm-hmm. it's very very hard he makes it look easy yep mm. no no it's it very, very true very true but there's this one scene where you know the robert graceman like the character of jalmol like mm-hmm. he's about to uh, like drop or he's at the school bus of his son and he's and then he takes him by the car and 
I can actually feel it. You know, the concerns yeah. he's having. So like the same yeah. thing would happen if it if it happened in my place as well. Like I could actually relate, and I guess he does it very well. Fincher does it very well. Like, because uh, the effect of history, yeah. Because the effect yeah. of history, you know, the effect of history is through how it affects the little guy, how, through mm-hmm. how it affects the people on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So the compression of history is the compression of the big picture. That yeah. is why transitions occur in the big picture through the building of the Empire State Building or yeah. through the you know uh, montage News. of montage of newspapers. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. compression of big picture history. Yeah, yeah. The expansion of history is through the effects of how history has affected the government. But I feel it's so ingrained right? I feel like, yeah. I mean, maybe they find a way of doing it which is fantastic of, mm-hmm. ha- like there, like things like racism like, you know, are so inherent to, to yeah. the yes. cases for, uh, like solving itself, right? Yeah. This idea of, you know, celebrity culture being one of the reasons why uh, the case is never, like is probably not solved on time because everyone, I think there's one line where Robert Downey Jr. is asks Jake Chilenol, what is your angle to this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone is benefiting in this. Like, what are yes. you, what are you getting, getting what are you getting it? from this? Essentially. Hui bono. Uh, Hui bono. Yeah. Hui bono. Hui bono. Who benefits? And then he also contradicts himself because at the end he says, I'm quitting. Like you let it go. It's too far. When he comes back, Jake Jalanol comes back mm-hmm. to Robert Downey. He was in his boat. And he uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then ever having this conversation and then mm-hmm. he kind of entirely contradicts himself. So, and mm-hmm. he tells like, uh, you have to let go of it. And everybody has like given up. And then yeah. this Robert Weissman is the last person who kind of... I don't even think he comes across... Though I, I like, I know there's slightly... He is the quote-unquote hero, but I mean, he's such a meek hero and also yes. in the process he's also kind of destroyed his entire life personal that I'm also life. like yeah personal life yeah. uh that i'm like i don't even uh buy if the ending amartya as you were saying and there is definitely what you're saying i i totally agree on if the flaw is there that it is that david fincher believes maybe too much that lee is the yes. uh is the zodiac killer I think I like the fact that uh, it doesn't end on Graysmith looking at him, but more on the note of this guy going uh, like whatever in 1990s, I think, where this yes. person, the first per- the person first affected by it says this is him, but it's also done in a way where he's like, I'm at least 8 out of 10 sure. Yes. So that surety still... And that's that sort of leads into that's the ambiguity or the it's yeah, a, the yeah. narrative is like a maze. I feel the maze, just like I saw in Shining. In the end. How sure are you? Okay, sure. You had a round face like this guy. Wait, am I to understand that you're now identifying the second photograph? No, I'm just interested. You had a round face like that. Is this man? All right. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being positive, how sure are you? At least an 8. Last time I saw this face was July 4th, 1969. I'm very sure that's the man who shot me. We are out of David Fincher world finally. Are we though? 
I like I'd like to be in the zodiac world for a couple more days to be honest. No no I, no no are we though because uh, red yeah, rooms is kind of red rooms is kind of this only. Yeah but red rooms is a lot of other also things. Red rooms is a lot of things man. Yeah. Lot of lot of things it's a, myself I have no idea about. Like while I was watching I'm like okay I know about all these things. The digital uh, bitcoining and all that or what is it? What, uh, yeah what the dark web thing and everything which is dark shown. web. But it's good only you don't know about it. <laughs> you learned something you should you wouldn't have the chance to learn otherwise. Yeah, yeah it's also yeah it's good that you don't know about it. I think it's the film is fairly <laughs> promote doesn't promote it <laughs> if anything. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Red Rooms is directed by Pascal Plante. I've not seen any of his other films, but I've heard good things. I was reading a little bit about you know, uh, whatever he's made. But he's got a he's made two three films before this. I think he he's a Quebec filmmaker. I think he's mm, the Quebec only one. other filmmaker. Uh, whoever Javier Dolan, Dolan, or for however you pronounce his name, Javier Dolan. Yeah. Yes, he's the only filmmaker I think from there whose films are like really popular. Uh, Denny Villeneuve, I don't, I think belongs to a similar area. Is Javier? Didn't Javier Dolan retire recently from filmmaking? Ha ha! But see, this digression yes. I'm not going into. Yes, we are uh, not going into that. I'm just reminded. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. He's like twenty five or something. Yes, yes. We are yeah. not going uh, into that because if we go into that, I will become nasty. Let's not go there. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, the uh, Red Rooms is basically. about a model who becomes obsessed with the trial of a high profile serial killer whose culpability yes. in the murders is widely accepted but noticeably dis- disputed by a number of his quote unquote groupies yes. which is i would like to think yeah. this is very much inspired from the ted bundy case because mm. that's what he had that ted the bundy allure of like uh, yes, yes. yeah the allure of the serial killer and people who are attracted and fall in love with the serial killer yes it's so not... i think it's interesting to know but it's interesting that we sort of are going from zodiac which is Dama. more of a dama yeah, dama yeah dama. jeffrey dahmer yes yes, yes. jeffrey dahmer in 360 what we talked about sort of in uh, zodiac i think here is again very limited focus i feel in a particular point of view like it's this is as much character study i feel as it's like you know procedural or whatever this hmm. i don't know what out. it is i really don't know what it is it's but like, i like the mishmash of things I it like, is it's too much of a mishmash if that makes it any is. sense in terms of yeah it's too Even much red of rooms a... can be compared to ag wells story the red room do you all know that there is a story by ag wells nope all right so this story is about you know exploring the themes of the unknown the fear of the unknown then okay Like Lovecraftian or whatever you call it, or so is that is that it? I'm not sure. I, that's, it's a it's I'm... a go it's a ghost story, but without mm. any ghost, so psychological. Okay. Mm, interesting. I mean, I was listening to an interview where the director did say that he slightly. I mean, the intention was to create her as a slight, you know, ghost ghostly cipher in some sense, which I think it, it makes sense in terms yeah. of what he is going for. But anyway, okay. he's very much you... inspired. He's very much inspired by Uncle Paul, apparently. If the movie is look, if the yes. movie looks in like any indication, yep, it's good. Only some, some, uh, most of his movies are great. Only some yeah. of them aren't. Yeah, yeah, some uh, of them aren't, <laughs> but most of them are very good. Yes. Anyways, yes. What did you think? We will start with Shrilika. Shrilika, please uh, illuminate us about uh, Red Rooms. Yeah, what I liked about Red Rooms is please illuminate just... it with a red primary color, please. If you I, have I, that, I, I I don't know. I I'll try whatever I think. I'll just yeah, spill yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
so so what i liked about red rooms uh, is uh, that it doesn't uh, shows the scenes of violence uh, actually oh, yeah. so That's true. Uh, it conceals yeah. it which is very much fincherian ियटिंग Yeah. like okay the hurdy hurdy man uh, mm. uh like the way he uses that song and when yes. he decides to accent, like mm. you know turn it up i was like having a little too much fun are we here david mm. <laughs> like <laughs> by the way that song is fantastic just it is it encapsulates a lot of the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. themes of the film. anyway red rooms red rooms let's yes. go red rooms yes red rooms yeah yes also, the fact that they don't show the murders is something yeah, that that, yes. that thing and also how they kind of uh, portray the colors also the black like most of her apartment in which she's doing the mm-hmm. all dark wave thing it's all black there's no sense of light no light it. no no mm-hmm. light at all so it's completely mm-hmm. a dark world she's I relate. in and and which is very contradictory to what she does a world of glossy and gloss and yeah. fame yeah, and fashion, fashion yeah, and fashion. high end fashion yeah high yeah end. yeah so the glamorous world and a dark world so complete Uh, altering personalities and it's being shown very yeah. well. So in the sequences I mean, of a guy, photo shoot, uh, yeah. I mean, she goes and sleeps be, on yeah. the street. I'm like, you have an apartment. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you have an apartment. What are you doing? And yeah. then you realize, and then you realize that, okay, I don't know if Shreya will agree with me on this, but I think that some of the things are like some of the observations which we are making about the fact that, you know. the scene where he she walks in her you know could that please be called a dock basically it's a dock right the docket office docket kind of the computer room computer mm. screens and everything but so that is the only world we see that and which yes. is dark yes that which is, is dark and world. and the world of the high fashion design and everything is light and everything yes i don't know about you but i thought that it was very surface level symbolism to a certain extent because mm. I don't think it goes deeper beyond any of that. I think that is surface level symbolism to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I genuinely felt is that, you know, the movie starts off as something, mm-hmm. and when it started off as something, it started off like a, like a procedural. So, yeah. if you look at it, the camera work at least, Dhruv, I am sure you have noticed this. The yes, yes. long take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fairly long. It's fairly long. The entire yeah. single take in the courtroom, yeah, is very long, and that is deliberate. That is slow. And mm. for a minute, I was like, "Wow, French people are really doing this legal the... drama thing, huh?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, because Saint Omer, love last last year. years, and one Anatomy of a Fall this year. Anatomy so of a Fall this year. Yeah. 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 French people are really into legal dramas again. Nice. Yes. But then yeah. it suddenly transforms into you know an apparent meeting of two groupies, mm-hmm. two fans of this serial killer. Mm-hmm. One one who looks like a you know 
veteran and one who is kind of sort of again this is the uh, interesting but the buddy cop thing is again at a clash here you have yeah the buddy cop the newly inducted recruit into this and there is this one point when this girl she asks like why are you at this and she Mm -hmm. doesn't answer and then she tells her I have to go home because after seeing the videos the impact Mm -hmm. because uh, she's done because that's when reality strikes her right Yeah. yeah yeah And also, very, very king I, of yeah. comedy. Very king of comedy. <laughs> oh God! Mm. Don't even. No, no. I thought of Taxi Driver also quite a bit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very king of comedy. Mm. Too I, I related with Taxi Driver in the loneliness part, like the model. She's very lonely, and mm. uh, the, it is also evoked to the sounds. You know the uh, yeah. sounds of the keyboards. You know the the where she place lives. that she lives in is some high-rise, brutalist, whatever architect. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. brutalist. Okay, yeah. brutalist is the correct word for it. Yeah, very yeah, yeah, brutalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutalist. And it's just metal, and you know the dark. Like there's a metal and glass, metal and glass, and then there's also just like this. Uh, I mean, it seems like she's it's living spartan. in like a ghost town. It's spartan. Also. spartan. It's spartan. Yeah, yeah. it's very yeah, spartan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also like okay, so you're living in a high rise and everything, and you're living so high up that you want that you are interested in the muck of the world. Mm. So you want to go into the muck of that world so deep. Yeah. So that's one contrast you can make. Mm. Yeah. No, that's true, interesting. True. Yeah. I mean, it's also the whole idea that she's living in that high rise, but her interest is sort of the also, lowest of the lowest barrel of whatever depravity. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. her channeling her loneliness or whatever through this obsession, fueling her lone uh, like this obsession is fueling her loneliness or giving her a company. This is the only company she has mm-hmm. throughout her computers and everything, whatever yeah. she does. Yeah. So, so that the break from that day, is the the other character, day, right? Modern Clementine. day com- modern day commentary. You know the <laughs> fact that our yeah. company is computer screens. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> and how much? Uh, to what extent it can bring us down? <laughs> Again, tada! So there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah but but I, what I don't like about this is the ending. Like mm. ending, no, no, ending, I, ending, yeah, ending itself. End. Ending itself, I'm very iffy about. I'll. Mm. I think. Oh, no, I think you and I. Sorry, sorry, I think no. You and I agree on this. Not because, the ending. The part where she dresses up like this girl of oh, the... but that's the part I like. The that's the part that no, is no, interesting. No. Not in me. the courtroom, wala thing. Okay. But when okay. she goes home, dressing like the girl. To oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I find totally unnecessary. When, and also, this is like the when she goes to the house to her. Yeah, home. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, why to give the pen drive of what? Yeah, I that mean, I don't get. I mean, uh, I tell you, I to do some kind of philanthropic work. No, it's whistleblower. No, almost like. Uh, no, no. I think, I think, I get it. I think the comparison. I think the thing about it is okay. Number one, again, there is this a discussion essentially. Just, just to mention asterisks. This discussion about red rooms is going to be listened to by like the audience. Two culture, people. Two people. So you can go wild with this okay we can like no, <laughs> go no, full I'm spoilers not, no no i can go full wild wild with this but my point mm. is that there is the difference between being deliberately obtuse and then having mm. so many ideas in a blender that your blender doesn't work yes i think this is the latter okay no because, that's fair because i that's think fair. the because i don't know if you agree with me on this the Mm. contrast between two exactly opposing ideas is just too much for me it's like mm-hmm. okay so what is your obsession then are you obsessed with investigating this case or are you mm. obsessed with voraciously living through the entire perspective of the wom- women who had been 
you know harassed or uh, molested or I'll, I, I'll try and address this I, at least this is the thing that I think the film is that going for in the ah. end no, yeah. no, no, that I, one no, I think... stare that one eye contact ah. which she yeah. kind of makes I, I mean yeah no i think i think it's the whole idea at least the, what you are saying amartya i think it's trying to go from a place where she is only you know seeking quote unquote the red rooms wala thrill you know she's addicted to them in some senses so it's almost like you know she she's watched it and she just wants to have like her moment of recognition with the killer hmm. essentially and then you know take the information and sit but i feel the idea is her eye contacts or whatever with the the victim's mother and the idea is for her to be reformed in a sense to become yeah. someone who helps them i think that's the yeah. only justification i could see of for or why to, yeah or to a certain extent i think clementines yeah clementine yeah the, i think clementine breaking out of her quote unquote yes. programming yes uh, is also kind of an inspiration for her to yes. a certain bear in mind all of these things we are doing a reading of mm-hmm. okay none of these are exactly addressed we are only given scenes where she dresses up like a yellow dresses up in a blonde hair yeah. blonde hair and dresses up like the girl who had been kidnapped goes into the house sits there takes a photo and then puts a pen drive down there okay number 1 why does she do that does she do that because she wants to be because she wants to understand what the woman had woman was feeling woman used to feel when she used to be in that house that means you are trying to vote as she has vicariously live her life live. Mm-hmm. which begs the question why i don't not, think it's about not answered number I... one that's not answered number one that's mm-hmm. not answered number two her obsession with the third recording Mm-hmm. because there are three recordings of yes violent recordings of this killer uh, of this uh, killer only right yeah, yeah this, serial killer sort of yeah, yeah, yeah of this serial killer sequence. murdering yeah. three underage women mm-hmm. murdering three underage women the third killing is not recovered yes the third killing however is in the dark web yes and her trying to get that you know thing yeah. that video file Hmm. takes up the bulk of the third act of that story yes now the obsession of that of attaining that can be read at in two ways number one of attaining something which nobody knows exists mm-hmm. and you suddenly get it and you suddenly there is oh my god i will be the one person who will have it yes yeah that is the, the one exclusivity you know the, the exclusivity. exclusivity of it all yeah. yeah also or i was thinking for a second that I was thinking for a second that what if she is one of the women of the serial killer who got away? What mm. if she was one of the traumatized women who had gotten up? Mm-hmm. She was. What if she I had been a victim? I thought this at one point that mm. she was. Yeah. One what if? She I, if that is if that is the case, then I like the movie less because I yes. think one of the one yes. of the things that I do like about the movie is. Well, the she's not a black. Which is kept anonymous between because somehow ah, we anonymous to her. Ah, but I feel it's uh, yeah, yeah. There is, but I feel with her, I like you know, I had to slightly scan back a little bit to see why she is doing some of the actions she is doing. Right, I think she is a slightly closed off character in that sense, and I think the actress does. Her name is uh, Juliet. Julia Gariapi. 
Gary Appy. Yes, she does a pretty remarkable job of you know. ियलॉजिकलीफ्टेडिंग Yeah. I feel that she kind of gets this kind of sadistic pleasure by kind of uh, wearing, or uh, she wants to experience. But it's pain. it's no, a role play thingy also, right? Because I I think it's too distant or weirdly expressed, and or maybe just not. I couldn't get gauge it in a way. You know, I was like, but why would you take also that? Also, she's I mean, an I'm... obsessive voyeur. I feel like yeah, the, yeah she you is. Know, voyeurism is there also in the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely yeah, yeah. That's definitely there. The voyeurism. It's yeah. like yeah. it's like we are building. You are building is made of metal and glass. Yeah, voyeurism to hey glass hai, yeah. hai, voyeurism nahi hoga. Rear window all the way. Through. Rear window all the way through. So the killer me bhi tha, Martha. The killer me bhi tha. Yes. What uh, like what made me believe in the fact that both of them know each other is that last scene when the killer also waves her off. No, no. Like, I think okay. I think the killer waves her off because he suddenly sees the school uniform. Yes. Yeah, 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 I think killer waves are off because it's like the third, third, whatever. It's he suddenly like recognizes. Saying, he suddenly yeah, recognizes, and he and he's like, "Ooh, you got my kink, hi." Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like that. And that was creepy. And that was creepy. Yeah. No, no, but I, I like. Creepy. Did you uh, initially? I was even struggling to understand why she like. I like. I like how quickly it shows. I mean, it's pretty ruthless in this way. How quickly the information leaks from. you know the courtroom also that she's attending this to her company and the company basically yeah. just like in 2 throws seconds without throws out and yeah. like she sort of spirals down from that point right in in mm. a sense and also i like there's the shift from the narrative also like previously the narrative it becomes a surveillance based, narrative no yeah no. it was based on this courtroom thing it was based on the proceedings which was going on and then it suddenly shifts to one woman uh, a life of But a woman But I think that's a deliberate thing only. Like I mean, I also thought when the courtroom thing happened, I was like, "Ye picture to puri courtroom mein hogi, red rooms ka sahab hai." Exactly. Which is, I think, the point also because the idea is that she is moving away from that location, right? In any case, like yeah. her and Clementine both are going away from that courtroom ka setting. So I feel that sort of worked in terms of you know narrativeization of this whole thing. So yeah, like I mean, I I have major reservation, not major, but I have like. just a big reservation about his ending i feel rather than i kind of otherwise bought its uh like i i found the whole i was like you can't really cin- cinematize cyber dealings that much but i thought the way it sort of intercut with i think he used the doing... suspense very well and i also yeah. think that you know how to use the electronic screen mm. and to show oh. the impact Yeah. The color image, the way in color. which the color sort of fills up the screen is uh, sterilized, sterilized. Yes, yes. Sterilized giallo, sterilized giallo. Yeah. Ice cold, whatever it is. Ice yeah. cold giallo. It's like, yeah. It's like you know you're utilizing primary colors in, like giallo use giallo genre of Italian horror and serial killers. Hmm. those use primary colors you know to mm-hmm. heighten everything blood mm-hmm. used to be like thick red like sauce yeah. color blood and mm-hmm. all that uh, 
I don't know. I think people usually equate Suspiria to Giallo, but Suspiria mm. is more supernatural. But even Suspiria mm-hmm. Argento uses so many bright colors in that movie, mm-hmm. especially red. So, mm. and I think one of the closest modern homages to Giallo is one of Dhruv's favorite movies, uh, Last Night in Soho. Which I mean, what what do you mean? My favorite movie. I love the first half of that movie. Yes. So last night in Soho also kind of uses that giallo temp, giallo homage to a certain degree, right? yeah. but here it is very striking because mm. giallo the red color and everything it means like the onset of the aftermath of a violence violence yeah. that is being shown here violence mm. that is shown through a second hand narrative that is through the yeah. screen. This also you has know? that what you were saying about the Fincher thing, right? The whole idea of. Uh the voices themselves of the videos acting yes, as yes. the conduit for making them horrifying. Yes. I yes, was yes. properly unnerved by, I think, the first video. It's all implied, right? None yeah, of the very actions implied. are actually short. Yeah, very disconcerting. Very disconcerting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like to be distressed and disconcerted rather than, you know. I think, I think this movie has too many... How do I say this? This movie has interesting ideas. I think this movie has movie has those ideas just mixed just about enough. It's mm-hmm. just enough also, mix that you will like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also. Mm. Yeah, also that, that thing. So that Lady of Charlotte, that is a mm-hmm. Tennyson poem. Uh, yeah, that is a Tennyson poem, poem, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in this case, that like she sees the world through the mirror. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here, this woman sees the world through the, through dark the cyber the dark, web. Yeah, yeah. Through yeah. the dark web. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that becomes mm-hmm. a mirror. In yeah, yeah, yeah. That that yeah. is very symbolic. Yeah. yeah. And also the red rooms story also I find symbolic. I suddenly remember there is a story by A. G. Wales of about mm-hmm. red rooms. It's about mm-hmm. a ghost story without a ghost. It's about uh, a unknown, which is never known. And here also the film also you know you see that it ends it, on something. Uh, it, it's it's almost, but I feel it's the whole idea of surveillance you know, nowadays. Like it, everything yeah. being in, because I feel when she decides to sign up essentially to give that USB drive as yeah. a whistleblower, I'm like, how will you be alive? Because yeah, these guys exactly. can track you everywhere, can't they? Even the killer, he says now nah, in the killer one, there is a walking down the stairs, and he says that it's very hard not to be yes, seen. Yes, in the 21st century. Century, yeah, yeah. he tells that. Yeah. Uh, like, but in this also, there's that whole implication that the red room people are basically there, yeah, somewhere around her. Once she's, you know, signed up, essentially. Yeah, here to... also it shows, like, like Pincher, who shows like how obsession in Zodiac mm. specifically can bring yeah, yeah, of someone's course. life down. Here also it shows like a whole career is brought down because yeah. of her obsession towards this dark web and everything. Yeah. I like the relationship between her and uh, Clementine also. That's, That's the only nice. only yeah. moment where we can see her, you know, humanity, depicting you know? some sort mm-hmm. of a humanity yeah. towards somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I found the scene when Clementine calls on that also pretty. Uh, uh, the TV, TV, yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like I think I I I liked it, but it's very much my thing. I feel like it's like I it's don't know very, how to. Again, it's very. Yeah. It's like it has ideas. It just I don't think it missed. That means you're normal. We that means you're normal. We aren't. It's yeah. fine. 
we aren't we've accepted no we, so, we have yes. accepted it to the extent that everybody else around our life has also accepted oh, it also accepted it yes yes yes, yes. wo 365 days mein agar 365 movies nahi dekhi to kya hua kya hua Uh, it's already 400 for hai. me this year it's already okay, 400 for me this year mera to 340 pe hai to abhi bhi ho jayega wo mera ho jayega ho jayega kya aur kya this you yeah this is the obsessive you know uh, we are obsessive serial killer obsession bhi nahi raha ye to matlab normal ha duty duty ho chuka yeah ek seven rewatch nahi kiya matlab din mein ek din kharab ho jayega मैंने तो इंडिया का मैच स्किप करके जोडियाक रिवॉच की सो आई एम द हैप्पीएस्ट यू डिड द राइट थिंग एक्चुअली यू डिड अ बेटर थिंग देन ऑल ऑफ अस यस आई एक्चुअली अर्न्ड मनी फ्रॉम दैट सो दैट्स या या सो एग्जैक्टली दैट्स दैट्स द नोट वी विल नोट वी विल एंड ऑन एनी अदर थॉट्स गाइस ऑन रेड रूम जोडियाक और सेवन सो सेवन सॉरी डेविड फिंचर सेमिनल फिल्म मेकर too seminal for his own good i imagine because mm-hmm. at this point it's like his inspirations and his people who are inspired by him are making movies which are like surpassing his current output uh... which is just disappointing to a certain extent but again <laughs> it's not that it's not that fincher isn't fincher isn't great because he always is and he always will be and mm-hmm. to that extent i think seven and zodiac always Yes. those are so many there are so many interesting things still in those movies mm-hmm. always Even will a, be i feel always yeah. will be yeah hmm. won't never be able to it's never it will never be enough i i guess like yep. uh, uh, i need to rewatch i i, I hmm. will never get tired of watching these two films they're also very well paced i feel for yeah, movies yeah. which are this long also specifically yeah. zodiac like it it's, it's so tight i feel it's a very timeless piece of work because it deals with historical events and it shows at the end like in both the david fincher films it shows how all the efforts you were like all the efforts you were chasing and this rat race of chasing people down mm. and everything is futile at the end of the day you cannot stop you're helpless that's the that's the reaffirming mm. message yeah but yeah, it's also uh, it's hilarious to me that you know for a director who is known for making these sort of nihilistic yeah right murders and serial yeah. killers the my favorite movie a favorite mm. movie of him is the one with the least amount of least to know well, about the murders you, and everything you but you say also, that but it's like emotionally whatever it's doing it's the it's murders are more psychological or whatever you want to call it, it that but way. that movie is emotionally and you know psychologically even more devastating to us yeah. yeah because yeah. and one day we will discuss that movie because yeah. social network social network oh the social network the game wow the game oh, no, 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 no. no 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 <laughs> the social network i, what I need to re- what is your favorite oh yours is zodiac you said Nee, nee, it's between Zodiac and social. I also love Social Network, uh, a lot, a lot. So yeah, Social okay. Network is instant five stars for me. I think I yeah. couldn't. But I also it's, I want to rewatch the alchemy, the alchemy of that, the entire mm. you know behind the scenes and everything. Just imagine the team here. It's like yeah. director is Fincher, writer mm. is Sorkin. First yeah. of all, that combination itself is like how the hell. that is number 1 mm. and 2 number 3 the music resnor and ross yeah that's enough aur kuch nahi chahiye us movie but i i also want to rewatch uh, gone girl because i think i yeah. really ah. remember really liking it rosamund oh, yeah. pike 
Uh, my favorite fincher yeah. would always be mind hunter e- even if it's a oh, series oh mind hunter okay yeah. i yeah, think yeah. it's the top notch of finchers like the best of best i find but he's not made every all episodes in that no no yeah. but fincher is the executive no no but fincher is the executive producer of it fincher wrote and he's like he's he was written like, everything yeah almost everything yeah oh wow and okay. he's like and he effectively i think the creator is somebody else but he i think no no he's the creator No, no. The creator written is somebody else. Like officially, okay. the creator is somebody else. But everybody knows that the showrunner was him only. Got it. Got it. I mean, it's yeah. so such a his. It's so much his. So him. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Any, I love my. I mean, I don't know. I it might be controversial, but I actually might like the second season more than the first. Hmm. Oh. I have to rewatch that. Show. I also need to rewatch it to be honest. Also, also another feature thingy which most people won't like because of the main actor, but. I think those two episodes are fantastically done because they set the whole show up. Uh, House of Cards is two-hour pilot. That's Fincher watched. only. That's I Fincher. That those two episodes, those two episodes are so Kevin, well made. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, those two episodes are so well made. It's yeah. insane. I know mm. it's very hard to watch considering who is you know current mm. who is actually the lead in that, but yeah. Again, uh, he's easier to take as like Satan or usual suspects. Me, the rat essentially. Yes, yeah. rather than the good guy. In... Well, than... good guy is also being very like. Rather diplomatic. than the bad guy turned kind of good guy, I think yeah, one of the yeah. more egregious turns that, in hindsight, is like, uh, is a uh, mm. baby driver. In oh. baby driver, he had a Yikes. sympathetic streak, right? Remember? Yeah. That movie is very uncomfortable to watch after. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Anyways, on that note, we should end the podcast uh, because we can't find another note to end it on. Nihilistic, uh, nihilistic yeah. art versus artist. Whatever happens, you will get to work anyway because you're a rich yeah. white guy. Let's go! Wow! Wow! Thank you, Amartya, for that amazing, amazing <laughs> bit of uh, outro that you've done. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, but you can follow all of us on our Instagram handles and on Letterbox because Shrilika has also joined Letterbox now. Yeah. Yes, uh, congratulations! Yeah, we, we Welcome her, successful. everybody. Yes, yes. Uh, but I don't remember any of the handles or the links right now, so I will be putting them all in the description and not listing them out here. Please yeah. follow us on uh, Spotify on. Instagram on Queen is Dead dot Film Podcast. Please give us ratings. Do our useless little uh, options that I always put out multiple choice, which is the favorite, whatever Dotsons. Uh, oh, and also answer some of our questions. That's the one thing which I haven't actually gotten. You guys can also do it. I can just nicely publish your answers uh, onto the onto the onto Spotify. If But we yes. are the only guys, if we are the only guys who are doing it, then we will be the only guys who will do it. Then that the entire point of that exercise is done. And it doesn't matter, sir. Itna, we will self promote. It's okay, no problem. But yes, <laughs> please. Promotion is done. Okay, okay. Ha, but yes, and and also congratulations to Amartya on. Uh, 
getting a new mic for the podcast he is oh, now yes. professional wow uh, podcaster congratulations yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah also read everyone amartya's works on high on films he's a critic yes. everybody knows by everybody knows this was watching queenie's dead uh, podcast yes, so he yeah. writes amazing don't read don't read yeah. don't read i'll be identified if you don't read it and okay. read dhruv's works he's a very much, both of them are very much active on letterbox and dhruv is also yes. currently writing for in review online yes, i guess yes yes works yes. are there starting starting so, only anything yes, uh, yes so read their works starting ही बहुत है सर yeah ha that is true that is true chalo starting wahan pe yahan pe khatam sir theek hai